Welcome back to Real Talk with Rachel. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our heart and speak into our lives. This week we're continuing our conversation on the topic of confrontation, or as I mentioned, carefrontation. Now, if you missed last week's episode, I would highly encourage you to go ahead and go back, listen to it, and hear some of my reasons why we need to consider implementing the art of confrontation. If you notice, I call it an art. If you think about an art, it is something that is practiced. It is a skill. It looks different on everybody. You can't expect perfection out of yourself. And so you have to practice. (laughs) And so today I want to tell you some tips on how to do it. And then also what makes a healthy confrontation versus an unhealthy one. Because I really believe that why a lot of us are so resistant to confrontation is just that we've had bad experiences with it. And unfortunately, it just really ruins how we view it. And it can be a very healthy thing if it's done well. Now, a lot of the tips I'm going to share with you today are not my own. They come from a book that is called Skills for Effective Counseling, and it's a faith-based integration. And so I just want to be sure I give credit where credit is due on that. And um, the tips that I'm going to share with you are directly from that book. Now, here's a piece in that book that I really loved. They talked about confrontation, and they actually took some studies. So this actually has some research behind it, and they looked at What defined a helpful confrontation and which things were not helpful? Which things actually caused more damage than just not having done the confrontation at all? Let's talk about the unhelpful confrontation traits that they noticed. One was hypocritical. Uh, the, The person who was doing the confronting was very hypocritical of the person in whom they were confronting, and it caused a lot of strife and more pain. The second was that they were overly hostile or they were angry. So I do want to just kind of give a caveat to confrontation. It's never a good idea to do confrontation when you're heated because your blood pressure is up, your heart rate is up, and it just means you're actually not able physically to even use all aspects of your brain to have just a normal sound mind conversation. So if you know you're angry, you have any kind of emotions that are really high, it would be best to kind of take a time out and make sure you're calm when you enter into the conversation. And then the third unhelpful thing was that it would occur within a tense or a conflictual relationship. Um, And then now let's look at some of the helpful confrontations. It was perceived as legitimate. The second thing was they offer hope and practical support. This is really important because there needs to be an end goal for the confrontation. Yeah, of course, you want to let people know how something made you feel. But really, even the bigger thing is you want to let them know how it made you feel so that there can be an end goal of let's not do this anymore. Let's see if there's a compromise here. Let's, you know, let's figure out a solution to this. There needs to be a reason for the confrontation. The third helpful part of a healthy confrontation was it was delivered by persons who are trusted and respected. Have you ever heard that phrase, rules without relationship equal rebellion? And I've heard that when it comes to parenting, but this is how it is in any relationship. If you don't have a relationship with somebody and they don't trust you, they don't respect you, it's going to be really hard for them to hear any kind of advice from you. 
And then the fourth thing in a helpful confrontation is it's delivered by persons who are very relationally important to the person who you're addressing. And so again, do you have a relationship with them is a really big deal. Okay, so now real quick, let's talk about what makes something go from a confrontation to carefrontation. And here's a a couple of things. I'm going to go through these rather quickly because I've got several here. And then we'll discuss how we can implement these things. So first thing is establish a good base relationship of mutual trust and caring. Kind of already covered that in the previous tips there. Be tentative. Now, here's what we mean by this. This is actually a really important one. Specifically, um, you want to start a confrontation with words like sometimes, every once in a while, perhaps, or maybe. We never want to say the word never. Notice how I did that? Or always. Have you ever heard that? Or we're all guilty of doing this. You always forget to take out the trash. Well, Do they always or do they occasionally? Taking away those words like always and never and replacing them with sometimes and on occasion you do this really brings down the heat of a conversation. Um, Use humor when it's appropriate. Now, we don't want to do this to an extent where it's like poking fun or anything like that, but keep the conversation lighthearted. You don't, I think that's another reason why confrontation gets such a bad rap is people imagine somebody like, foaming at the mouth whenever they're doing it and yelling and screaming. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can have a healthy confrontation with somebody and be lighthearted about it and, you know, um, not be yelling names and screaming at each other and get even more work done than if you're yelling and screaming at each other. The next one, you probably have heard this one before, but this one's very important. Sandwich the confrontation with empathy. So we call these empathy sandwiches in therapy. And it's just that you make a empathetic reflection before you confront and after you confront. So you, you know, say something not even, I don't want you, you to mistake this for flattery or anything like that, but just a sincere compliment to the person or a sincere recognition of, hey, I know you're really trying to speak kinder to me, but I just want you to know that when you talk to me that way, it makes me feel very belittled. So would you mind, you know, and so did you see, I'm not going to carry on with that because we're kind of running out of time, but if you notice, you start out by saying something that kind of softens the tone looks for something positive in the person, then you deliver that confrontation and then you wrap it up on the other side with some more empathy. Okay, here's another big one. Deal with actions instead of just words. The reasoning behind this tip is that behavior is harder to refute or brush off while words can often be explained away as being misunderstood or inaccurately stated. All right, I know I just threw a bunch of tips your way, and I'm sure some of you are driving or you're getting ready or whatever, so we'll, we'll be sure to list those in today's show notes. But at the end of the day, here's what I want. I know you can't apply all these tips at once. You can't go into a healthy confrontation with your notepad and the list of things you need to do, but here's the really cool thing about God. When we recognize that we need to start doing something and then we're brave enough to actually do it, He will be with you. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. He always gives us the words to say. There is power in coming into a relationship with somebody and saying, hey, we need to talk. And when you do it in a respectful way where you're not heated, your emotions aren't running the show, 
where you don't go in with a, a hidden motive of your own to try to change or manipulate in any way, but you go into it with a pure heart submitted to the Lord and pray before you do this. Please pray. Don't ever skip that step. Wasn't in this book, but I'm telling you now, you cover that conversation in prayer. You ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? And he will give you the right words to say in that moment. Even if you can't remember the formula, even if you can't remember the tips I just shared, he will give you the words to say. That is a promise from God. Now, one other thing I do want to share with you, sometimes we do all the things that we know to do right. We come into it with a a humble, submitted heart. We choose good timing because remember, we don't want to come in and do a confrontation at midnight when everybody's tired or, or when everybody's gathered around the dinner table together. You know, be very sensitive about the timing. Ask the other person, hey, is there a good time that we can talk? I need to talk to you about something. Schedule the time so that it's not by surprise and last minute and, you know, random spot where other people are listening in. But here's the thing. Sometimes even when we do carefrontation and we do it in love and we speak truth in love, it's not always received well. I've had this experience and I'm going to tell you that is a hard thing to swallow. But at the end of the day, all we're called to do is speak the truth in love from a pure, humble heart. And then it's up to the other person how they're going to receive those words. So just be aware that even when we do everything as best we can on our end, it won't always be received well. But I want to encourage you that when you do this, you know what you're doing? You're standing in the gap for that relationship and you're saying, hey, guess what? No more stones are going to be put on this lack of communication monument that we have going on. If you listened to last week's episode, you know what I'm talking about, that every time we fail to communicate with somebody, we are placing one more stone that's going to be a barrier in our relationship. So I just want to tell you, I'm so proud of you for listening to these episodes on confrontation or carefrontation. I want to encourage you to lean into it, do the hard work, ask the Lord to help you to be brave in this area. And I just um, demolish any strongholds that is sit on anybody sitting under the sound of my voice right now, that you would just have courage to say the things that you need to say and to do it in love in a way that brings peace and unity. Well, thank you guys for listening in. And hey, guess what? Normally, this is the part of the show where I say, be sure to tune in on Wednesday for another special guest interview. But in December, we're taking a break from guest interviews here on the show. I'm kind of taking a sabbatical. I'm going to seek the direction of this show for the coming new year. But I am still going to release Monday morning talk therapy, these short segments on Monday mornings. I'm going to do a special series in December. So please don't miss it. I really think you're going to enjoy this series. I can't wait to roll it out to you. And so be sure to tune in next Monday for another special episode of Talk Therapy with Rachel.